Welcome to the Voices in Recovery podcast. Voices in Recovery is produced by Freedom's Path Recovery Society, a registered Canadian charity. If you enjoy the podcast, please consider a donation to Freedom's Path Recovery Society. All donations go directly to assisting Freedom's Path in providing their services free of charge and helps us keep the podcast going. We are grateful for any and all donations. This podcast discusses difficult topics such as childhood abuse, drug and alcohol use, sexuality and sexualized trauma, and more. If you are under the age of 18, please speak with your legal guardian prior to listening. The opinions expressed during the podcast are those of the individual and not those of Voices in Recovery or Freedom's Path or any other organization. Thank you for listening, and I hope you enjoy this podcast. This podcast is being recorded on the traditional land of the Blackfoot Confederacy. This consists of the Kainai, Pekani, Siksika, and the Blackfeet in the U.S. We acknowledge the Stony Nakoda, which consists of the Bearspaw, Morley, and Chiniki. We acknowledge the Satina, Huradene, and the Métis, Inuit, status and non-status from all of Turtle Island, and those who are visiting. We are all treaty people. How's it going, man? It's going great. Yeah? Yeah, right my, my day's been, been awesome, and the last six months has been awesome. Right on, Shane. Yeah. Well, hey, man, uh, welcome to Voices in Recovery podcast, man. We're excited to hear your story, dude. Okay. So you can start wherever you like, and then as you go along, I'll probably ask questions. Um, I might like make comments or whatever. Yeah, um, okay. Depending on, I'll try not to interrupt you because that's really what I try to do is stay out of the way. Okay. Um, because your story is important. So. Okay. Cool, man. So yeah, I'll just start at the beginning. Hi, y'all. My name is Shane. Um, I've been in recovery for a couple years now. Um, the start of my story kind of starts at home. I, I was young. Five to ten, I remember growing up in an alcoholic household. My grandfather was an alcoholic. My grandmother, um, all my uncles. I, I grew up in a big household, seven of us. And they were all alcoholics, um, functioning alcoholics, um, to say the least. But, but, but they, they drank lots and domestic violence and all that stuff that comes with, with, with that. I, I endured. Um, the biggest thing I can remember is my, my grandfather and grandmother raised me. Um, and he was a mean, mean old man, French native man, um, hardworking, show no love kind of man. And, and he was the, the biggest alcoholic I seen in my life and felt in my life just because of the domestic violence I seen growing up, the, the beatings I took. And that was a scary time. I didn't know it was scary at the time. It was normal to me. I lived like that all my life. Um, where can I go next? Um, I started drinking. I'll, I'll start where I started. I started marijuana at 10 years old. Mm-hmm. Tried it out, really liked it. It, it took away a lot of problems and, and started the numbing process, I guess, of the chaos that was going on in my household and an environment I grew up in in Winnipeg. And uh, I found relief in it. it. It was my first drug of choice. It was the first thing that started numbing, that started taking me away from, from reality. Um, I continued that for, for a long time. Um, after that, I picked up liquor at 12, 12 or 13. That was just all around the area I grew up. I grew up in a, a shitty area of Winnipeg or a, a lower lower class area of Winnipeg, poverty area of Winnipeg. And that was a normal thing. Everybody drank, drank at 12 years old. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it's super scary. Um, um, the, the, way we li- the way I lived and grew up, now that I've been cleared my eyes a little bit, it, it was scary back then. Um, I drank for years. I drank for since I was 12 till pretty strong till I was about 21. And that was binging for a month straight, sleep for a few days a week, and I'd go back at her. That persisted for, for like I said, for about 10 years. Um, then I found crack cocaine at 15 years old. Um, just the, the, the group I was hanging around with, they sold it, they, some of them did it, and it was just a normal thing to do. Everybody was doing it. It was cool. So, so uh, I tried crack cocaine out. Um, within a couple months, I'm doing my first armed robbery. Hmm. I'm doing my first criminal, criminal uh, activities is what I can p- pinpoint to, to my crack use. Hmm. That's when the crime started in my life, 14, 15 petty crimes to, to, to get more crack, to keep drinking. Um, the crack was, was, was a bad one. That, that took me down dark paths. 
elderly abuse on my grandmother, um, using or manipulating, lying to her, cutting my wrist 10 times in the same spot for about a week straight just to get more drugs out of my grandmother. That's what crack cocaine did to me. The, the, the most specialist lady in my life, um, crack cocaine did that, made, made me act that way towards her. Mm-hmm. So many other things, um, crimes, like I said, crimes, jail. I started jail shortly after um, I started my crack use. 16, 17 was my first, my first and only time in youth. Um, and then it just got worse from there. 19, I, I committed armed robberies to, to smoke crack cocaine and to, to feed this habit. Um, I got four and a half years the first time at 19 years old or 20 years old. Um, then crack just played a role in my life and, and the addiction just started getting, I don't know if it was more out of hand, it, it was 25 years of addiction mm-hmm. um, that, I, that I've been in, active addiction. But uh, the crack really, really started just blowing up every relationship I had, um, lying, stealing, cheating, manipulating everybody in my household, my family, my friends. So I started losing a lot of people at, at that young age, at 18, 19, I, I, I look back now and see how I was losing the connection with them. Um, it's like a whirlwind, a, eh? Oh, yes, 100% yeah. whirlwind yeah. of... of now that I look at it, it's a world when before it was just mm-hmm. normal and I was just trying to survive and stay sane, right? Yeah. But yeah, now I, I look back at it that my that my eyes are clear. It's so scary. I started having tried having sex at ten years old. Mm-hmm. Ten years old. Like I look at my friends' kids and, and my, my 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 nieces and nephews today, and I'm like, fuck, ten years old. Mm-hmm. They're they're all ten, twelve, fourteen. I'm I'm just blessed that they didn't have to grow up like I did. Mm-hmm. Grew up a little bit, but but nothing compared to in the 80s and 90s it was mm-hmm. just different um where can i go crack cocaine i did that for a long time i did crimes i went to jail one time got out uh, i started smoking crack again and continued doing crimes i did about 13 years total in jail because of my crimes because of my addiction and that's crazy now that i look back at it it's so much time lost mm. In, in that fucking chaos of of addiction, pardon my French. That's okay. That uh, I'm just. It makes me more grateful and blessed to 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 have my eyes open and to feel these things, to be self aware today because it was chaos. Um. So yeah, crack cocaine, liquor, drugs. Um. The liquor, the liquor probably. Stopped around the crack too, about 18, 19. I really didn't drink much. Crack overpowered everything. Mm-hmm. So I did these jail sentences for armed robberies and other offenses. And then I, my last jail sentence, and jail is just chaos too. It's marijuana, it's pills, it's gambling, it's, it's, it's addiction in a small enclosed area with 500 people. It's chaos. Mm-hmm. I did that for, 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 for that 10, 12, 13 years, and I was screwed. I was fucked. My mind, my life, the way I treated others, the way I treated myself, looked at the world, was just so, 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 so crazy. Um, and then I get it. Then I, I finish my last sentence. I have a friend who lives in Calgary. We grew up in Winnipeg. She's an RN out here, and she connected, connected with me the last time I was getting out of jail. So it was 2016, 17, and, and, and just mention how she was doing. Um, she's not in recovery or anything, um, but she knew I wanted to change. We, we exchanged some letters, and, and she suggested I move out to Calgary. Mm-hmm. So I do. I move out to Calgary 2016, middle of 16, 17-ish, and uh, I start a new life. Uh, I don't have no solution yet. I'm in a halfway house. I'm staying clean. Life's really good. I'm working for, for five months straight for the first time kind of ever in my life. I've never worked, n- never had my license. I've never done a lot of, of things that, that, that most kids have the responsibility to do growing up mm-hmm. where I grew up. So that really felt good that six months when I first came to Calgary. Met some good people. But soon after that, after working and just not having a, a solution to, to my everyday life issues, to my, to my mental health stuff, not really seeking, uh, my life blew up. 
I, I ran into a, a, a substance called crystal meth. Mm. Never tried it before, before, um, before, actually I lied. I did try it before Calgary. I tried it in jail in Alberta prior to, to moving to Calgary, but just a, a minute amount and it didn't really do much. So when I tried it out here, 2016, 17 and a half house, it rocketed my life. I'm a stimulant man from the, from the get go. Mm. That's where my mind and my addiction is drug of choice is. So, so that just put me on a whirlwind of, of crime, homelessness, got locked up again for a month, got out, continued using meth, and, um, and w went to jail for a day for, for um, stealing something to get high on meth. Uh, methamphetamines, yeah. So 16, 17, I start meth. I don't really quit it until uh, a couple of years. I find myself homeless, lost in the streets of, of Calgary. No friends, no family. I'm on meth. I'm phoning my family in Winnipeg, and it's getting bad now after six months of using meth, about a year. Off and on, I'm not a heavy user. I never injected, so I, I don't know if it affected me as much as it does uh, um, others. I'm grateful for that, but mm. it affected my family for sure. Mm. All the, the, the paranoid thoughts, the things I was saying to them, like I smoked crack for 10, 15 years and that never blew my relationships up really with my family where they didn't want to have even verbal contact with me. Mm -hmm. They always kept that. Yeah. But methamphetamines, that took everything away from me and my family. Mm -hmm. They couldn't con uh, communicate with me just because of my mental state, the things I was saying. I couldn't imagine how scared they were from the mm -hmm. things I was saying. So that persisted for about a year or two. Homelessness, DI, Alpha House. <clears throat> a couple treatments. I tried South. Uh, tried a, a wonderful treatment called South Country. I completed mm -hmm. it. Was an amazing program. I tr I did a, a another one in in off and on in addiction before coming into recovery. I tried another one called Landers. Was mm -hmm. an amazing amazing therapy. Almost finished it, but I didn't. I have a problem with defects and lust, and, and it, it was co-ed there. And, I thought I could just talk to a girl and, and get to know mm -hmm. her and support her and, and still follow the rules, but that didn't work. Mm -hmm. That took me out of the program uh, with a couple days left. And, and that really shook me. I, I, I was really ready at that time to, to, to get healed, to get saved, to, to change my ways. But they kicked me out. Um, I resented them immediately, of course, because I blamed them. They were taking freedom away from me. Mm -hmm. But shortly, days within that, I, I found the acceptance and I just took responsibility, I guess. And... Um, Sorry, man, I'm distracted because now Darcy's trying to get okay. that wasp. That's a, get the wasp, <laughs> I'm allergic. Yeah, you can pop one of those other windows open if you want, yeah. Sorry about that, man. No, no, no problem. So Landers, um, that was an amazing, amazing step before coming into the 12 Steps. Um, so I'm still on meth. I'm still, still trying to, trying to get, trying to get something, trying to find the answers. Um, and I find it in, in, in a brother from, from, from the mother fellowship. Mm -hmm. Um, he was a part of the church where, where I was baptized and, and saved and, and started, started my new life. Um, I started, I started, um, with a program actually first in recovery called Celebrate Recovery. I did the steps that way first before coming into the 12-step fellowship. Um, and it was amazing experience, amazing, amazing men and women I met at my church and fellowshipping with other Christian um, brothers and sisters. But it just wasn't enough for me. It kept me sober for weeks straight. Uh, it showed me a love like I never, never imagined. But that journey or that, that up to that point just wasn't enough for me to stay sober. I was getting some relief. I, I did a five. I, I did s some, some minor stuff um, of my house cleaning and mm -hmm. stuff, but it just wasn't enough. So um, my, my sponsor, who I met in CR, who's, who's a mother fellowship man, um, says, hey, you should try the steps, the other steps, uh, AA steps. So I say, yeah, mm -hmm. I do. And here I am. <laughs> no. Right on, man. There's so much in between. No doubt. Yeah. Well, we got lots of time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I, I get into the 12-step the <laughs> program. 
that started at Elfos, the beginning. Elfos Detox is where I started my true, true, not start, but it was it, it was another start to, to my true journey mm. of, of freedom, uh, I'm liking, I like to call recovery. Um, I do the intake there. I stay for a couple weeks, and, and they set me up with a treatment center, and all males. I, I wanted to pick an all males this time because mm. I knew from South Country I, I had an interaction with a woman there that didn't pan out. I, I, I don't know how I made it through that mm-hmm. program, but I made it. Um, so, so I get to Elfos, I'm there, and they, they send me to a place called Simonos. Don't send me. They set me up with mm-hmm. a place called Simonos. Three-month program, uh, I start to, to, to be able to find myself. Big thing for me is I had to shut up and listen. I have a big mouth. Mm-hmm. I'm cocky, conceited. I know it all. And that's what I had to do. That, that got me in trouble my first week there. So I got tested immediately from the counselors. And I, and, I, and I shut up and listened. So that's what I really had to do, is shut up and listen and just stay open to whatever came at me. So much came at me through Simonos. Got into the 12 by 12 a little bit. Um, got reading a lot of the big book backstories. Um, but, but the biggest thing Simonos did for me was bring me to the, to the rooms. Mm-hmm. There you have to do five, six meetings a week, a, a meeting in the house every day and various other 12-step stuff. So, so they introduced me to the 12-step program of Cocaine Anonymous is, is, the, is the fellowship I found first. Um, and where do I go from there? I do my first set of steps, and, and I start getting relief. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll, I'll pump it back. So I'm in Simonos, and like I said, it was an amazing experience. I stayed open, willing, honest. I shut up to listen. I really got so much out of that program, connected with so many people and staff there <coughs> that uh, hopefully I have a job there in, in the future. They, they, they've put it to me to, to get a job there. So that's an amazing thing I got through Simonos too. Mm-hmm. I would like that experience to work the front door and to, to, to be involved with the, the men that come in there because those front door staff helped me more than the, the counselors truly yeah. did. And that's, that's an amazing step for me to, to get to where God's bringing me. I don't know mm-hmm. where I'm going yet. I know some goals that I want to achieve, and I'm just leaving it up to him. So I find the 12-step program where God introduces me to the 12 steps of, of Cocaine Anonymous and Alcoholic Anonymous. And that's when my life truly started to change. I didn't see that the first year of recovery. The first year of recovery, I was still just... I was so fogged and, and screwed up from, from the spirituality, from all my life of, of, of chaos, traumas, torment, all the shit I, I've, I've lived through and done. So that first year of recovery didn't, didn't um, I was just barely holding on. Mm-hmm. If I didn't continue to seek in that first year, that first set of steps, I would have been lost because... Yeah. Yeah, I'm still seeking after two years, and I still have to seek yeah. <laughs> every every day. Or he kind of just works in my life more so now. But that first year, if I didn't continue seeking, I would have been lost. Mm-hmm. But I gained so much relief in that first year. I got to learn truly the first time ever to look inside, to look at my faults, my parts, mm-hmm. who I really am, who I really was, not am, who I really was as a person for that 26 years of addiction. Mm-hmm. And that wasn't a, it was scary in the moment. Um, it was scary in the moment for sure. But um, I would never take anything back from, from that process, that, that, that inner self-searching, that step four, that five. You, you know about it. You, mm-hmm. you do so many. Uh, I'm just humbled and blessed to be here in front of the man who I did my first step five with. The first time I told any man, any person, the harmful, mm. traumatizing, dirty, disgusting things that I did in, in those 26 years of addiction. And now I'm sitting here doing a podcast with you. Yeah, that's pretty and wild. And still connect eh? through Facebook <laughs> and Instagram. Like mm. that's, that's, that's the fellowship. Like mm. that's a powerful experience to, to do. I, I know a lot of people, you know, in fellowship. And I was telling them like, this is what I get to do today. Mm. I get to talk to David, the man who... Who, who first heard my dirt, who, 
who took so much away from me. Like that was relief from bondage. That was forgiveness. That was so much that day I, I got to do that five with you. Mm-hmm. It was the start for me to keep searching those feelings. Mm-hmm. And that's what I continue to do. So thank you, David, for well, you're welcome that, for not. Yeah. For you just being there. God's connected us through Simonos and, and through, through whatever. And, mm-hmm. and, and I'm glad it's an honor to be a listener, right? Yeah. Like it's a big honor to oh, be yes. able to hear someone's whole story, right? Oh, yes, it yeah. is. I know that after the, I've had about 20 sponsors, sponsees, and, and, and maybe three, four of them have only made it to five, mm-hmm. and a couple only made it through all the steps, which I'm grateful for. But, but mm-hmm. yeah, that is an experience to, to hear another man's story and, yeah. and, and not judge him and, to not, and just to know mm-hmm. what he's going through and just love. And there's there's no bigger feeling than that. Yeah, you you said it, man. It's an honor to have you here too tonight. Thank you it's very nice much. Nice to have you here. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's it's an honor to be here. Um. So yeah, so that first year was just learning, just holding on. Like I said, if I didn't keep seeking, I, mm-hmm. I would have been lost. I'm lost after two years of being in recovery. If I don't seek for a week, pray, ask, chill, hang. I'm lost. Mm -hmm. I'm acting out in self and I am harming others. I'm harming myself. Um, So a year, a year of it, so much happens in a year. I came from doped out criminal homelessness to, to a life worth living. Like Mm -hmm. my first year I had my own place. I didn't have a full-time job, but I was working um, seasonally and, and doing a lot of service work, I stayed connected. That was so important for that first year also to mm-hmm. stay connected into that triangle, service, unity, and recovery. Mm-hmm. CA is trust God, help others, and clean house. Those three things I, I just had to continue doing. I kind of lost my train of thought. Well, I think you're doing great, man. Trust God, um, clean house, serve trust others. Trust God, clean house, help others. Yeah, yeah. I, I had to do those things in that first year because if I didn't, I would have fell back in, into self. Um, but so much growth that that's where I lost homelessness, criminal mm-hmm. lost for two years in, in the downtown streets of Calgary to a year of applying, practicing, seeking the, this way of life changed, changed my life tremendously. I, I, I'm not, the, I wasn't that person anymore. And I'm so far from that man now after a second set of steps. But it was just a relief, bondage from self. I'm learning how to live. I'm learning how to talk. I'm learning how to battle my, uh, battle my sins, battle my mistakes, battle my lust, battle my desire, battle my ignorance, battle my lies. And that's what I just kept doing that first year. Mm-hmm. Um, the second year, um, I, do another sec- I do another set of steps. Totally different. That first set of steps, like I said, were just practice keep learning these are the bare minimum things you need to do every day these steps and just keep doing them so i did those the first year i I get into my second step new sponsor different outlook on life he's leveling me up he sees where i am at i've been hanging around with him for a year since since being in the program and he brings a, a new set of steps at me a different way not really different but just in a different a different approach, I mm-hmm. guess. Basics okay. were there. The book didn't change. But the way he brought it at me wasn't so... Um, it was just what I needed for that second mm-hmm. set of steps. First one, I had a, a big burly biker dude who put it on me, told me, didn't co- sugarcoat shit. And that's what I needed because I, I thought I was a tough guy and, mm-hmm. and wanted to and knew everything and I could tell him things. Mm-hmm. So I needed that first monster to to tell me to shut up and listen, this is the way it is, or this is just the way he handled me was perfect. Mm -hmm. It was hard. It it was, it was not, um, the, the baby kid gloves were off and I liked that. But the second sponsor I had was, was, um, very books. He knew that book. He can recite it. He was a very soft, passive man that, that, um, that, that lives this program. He's got three years clean and younger than me, he's early 20s, this, this man I chose, an amazing man. And, and the second set of steps was awesome. I got to level up. I got to practice because I didn't know these steps. I didn't know how to apply them until I actually lived through those relationships, those blow-ups, those lusts, those desires, those, 
negative things I was thinking, talking about the, the lies I made. If I didn't live in those things that first year, uh, I guess living them, but experienced them, mm-hmm. I wouldn't know what to do with the steps. Yeah. Or something like that. Well, it wouldn't be as simple, right? It wouldn't be as straightforward. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I was, like I said, I was lost that first step. Mm-hmm. I was just barely just trying, right? Yep. And so the second step really showed me, and, and how I think it leveled me up was it showed me about emotional recovery. Mm. And, and I started seeking that second set of steps into the, the, the whatever this, the, this world of emotional recovery uh, um, is that's what I've, I've been doing. I, I've been uh, applying it more to the, <coughs> to the feelings of, uh, of things I'm doing, uh, um, the, the wrongs I'm doing, the harms I'm causing. Um, just the self-awareness was so much more apparent in that second set of steps. Mm-hmm. And, and today in my life that that is, is a gift. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm aware that I hurt your feelings or I said something that 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 was ignorant or rude. I'm aware when I lie. I'm aware when that girl texts me and I'm like, uh, I don't just text her back anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, God gives me the gives me these intuitive thoughts to be able to stop and think and like, is this healthy? Do I want this? Does she use drugs and alcohol? Because I, I don't really hang around with people that 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 are an active addiction. Mm-hmm. Not to say I don't, uh, I, <laughs> that's kind of, of my, my, my life and stuff to, to, to spread this message of hope, faith, and courage to, to the still suffering, but it just, uh, but only but if they when want we don't it. want it, it yeah. we don't mix. I love helping people and that's my life yeah. and my job, but when, when, that, uh, when we don't want it or, or that work's just not being put in, we just mm-hmm. don't, it's oil and water. Like I still love my friends and the people I meet that are, are using, but it, it's just hard. I'm, I'm dealing with a lot of that in the household I'm in. I live in a, a, a bigger household, basement suite, a three-bedroom, another three-bedroom on another side. A brother from the fellowship actually rents to me and a, a few other people. So I'm getting one, like, in per, like, how do I say that word? I'm getting day-to-day experience with active addiction, people Mm. that don't want to use. In my household, pretty much, well, pretty much I got these two men to live in the household upstairs of me. Um, And it's just been getting really hard. I'm blessed and grateful for for God and Mm. and the support I have in my life right now because I wouldn't know how to treat or act or or treat these people because I'm still sick. Mm. I am ignorant. I am just shut the fuck up. You've done the steps. Do them. You know how to apply the shit. That's what my, my natural state wants mm. to say. But I don't have to be like that anymore, and, and I'm humbled and blessed for the people I have in my life. Hum. Pull something out of me, Yeah, David. well, you know, like, the, the approach of, of yelling at people doesn't really work in the long run anyway. Yeah, right? no, it doesn't. And trying to force people who are active into understanding things is, again, that's a, that is a frustrating, um, what do they call that, prospect. Oh, 100%. Right? It's, it's only affecting me pretty much. It's affecting yeah. them a little bit, but it's affecting me and everybody else mm-hmm. because of that negative feeling or expectation or s- telling somebody ultimately what to do. Mm-hmm. I, I've been working on that, um, on, on how to word my stuff better because my mm-hmm. suggestions are... Uh, mm-hmm. And, and I've, I've been seeing where that's pushing people away, not yeah. bringing them in, so... Me and um, the few people that I've been hanging around with in recovery lately have have really been putting that out to me and and showing that I need to be a better listener and Mm. how to be a better listener and suggest things and ask more questions, not suggest, you know, let them pull it out of of their own memory and hearts. So that's a cool experience. That's very cool, man. And those skills aren't easy to come by. No, like you not. have to practice, right? <laughs> oh, like, there, yes, yes, because yeah. like I said, my natural state is ignorance, is pff, judgment, is, yeah. <laughs> is like just do it. Yeah. When I, I know it's not that easy, recovery, addiction, dope, liquor mm-hmm. is the beast that I have to battle every day, every minute, every situation, every conversation where he, he comes up and tries to mm-hmm. test me. So I'm in recovery for a couple of years. I'm loving life. Life is like it never has been before. I found that that solution to my everyday issues. There, there's corny sayings in the big book. I got a, a life worth living today. Mm-hmm. 
and that's so true. I have something that, that I can battle everyday life issues, life issues with. I bring God, I bring these steps, I bring the principles into every aspect of my life today, my work, my relationship, my friends, my home, my family, my just kind of everything I try. Try. Mm. That's all I can do is try. A lot of the time I, I, I fall short, but I will continue trying and staying open because that's what, what really it takes for me. I, I have to continue staying open, mm -hmm. willing, and honest to to people, to situations, to these negative feelings and thoughts. I have to, mm -hmm. or, or I'm lost. So about a year and a half into recovery, I get this first set of steps. I'm practicing, I'm applying, boom, COVID hits. And um, I start doing Zoom. I'm not a computer tech guy. I'm an ADHD. I need people in my life. I need mm. to hug, hold. So COVID was a, um, a scary thing for me. Uh, first six months were awesome. I'm holding my positions. I'm group chair. I get a group chair position. I'm doing these online things. I'm learning about Robert's rules, the, the concepts. I'm loving it. But then the, the loneliness, the isolation kicks in after about six months, four months actually, four, six months of COVID. And I start slipping. I start not doing so, me so much meetings. I'm resenting Zoom. I'm resenting my fellows who are, are other service members in, 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 in the, the, the group I was in. I start resenting them. I start not going to so many meetings. I start making excuses. I get a girlfriend, she starts um, getting more time. I start giving her more time than I am God. Um, all those things lead up to, I stopped reading. I stopped praying every morning. My, my two that I've been doing for a couple years, seven step, third step. I stopped doing these five, 10 core things that I need to do. What happens? I get high again. Mm. After a year and a half of recovery of really pounding it, being around service unity recovery, I, th I make a choice to get high. I think it was a mm -hmm. choice. I don't know if it was a choice or if it was a lack of practicing these principles and sh stuff in all my affairs. It could have been both because that's a choice too, right? 100%. Yeah, yeah, that's where the choice started. The choice yeah. started why I got high, high that 10-hour period was because I, I made a choice to... to yeah, deviate from your stuff, uh, right? Yeah, yeah, to, to not continuing yeah. doing the things I know that work. Mm -hmm. I didn't know it at the time because I didn't know if this program works. I don't even want to be here. I don't want to do all these things. Mm -hmm. I don't want to battle lust. I don't want to, I want to lie. I want to be egotistical. I want to mm -hmm. be selfish. Um, so. Yeah, but those are, those are very good reasons why lots of people go back out. 100%. Those are the reasons. Yeah. I was being selfish. I was being resentful. Mm -hmm. I was blaming. I was thinking I knew better. Mm -hmm. So I thought it was, um, and I, I don't want to blame, but I, it was kind of peer pressure also. I've always been a people pleaser. Mm. And, and that's just a mixture. Me not practicing the affairs, hanging with somebody who wants to do dope mm -hmm. was, was just a mixture um, he was, he's a friend. I love him. He, he's, um, he's still going through a, a hard time, but, but I made a choice that night to, to do some mushrooms started just, just lightly. Let's do, let's have an ex spiritual experience. Shane, you've been doing so good. Fuck them. I'm, I'm moving away, man. Let's just do a gram of mushrooms. I haven't done mushrooms in 20 years. So, but, but I'm super spiritually sick right now. I'm not practicing. Mm -hmm. I'm hating. I'm disliking. I'm not doing my service positions. Um, I'm in isolation. I can't go anywhere. I got so much money from Justin Trudeau and Serb. I'm feeling mm -hmm. large like I hit the lottery. So I, 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 I say, okay, bro, let's do it, man. I say no about three times. This is, the, the, this is how the story goes. He asked me about the first time. I say, no, man, mushrooms are fucked. I haven't done those mm -hmm. since I was a kid. So after the third time, I say, yeah, man, let's do it, man. So I made the choice there. Mm -hmm. An hour later, I make a choice to do a gram of acid. <laughs> Two hours later, I make a choice to do five hits of crack. Mm. It stopped there after the crack. Five hoots of crack, or it was three or four or five hoots of crack that night. Um, with the, the hallucinogens was not a good mix for me. It was emotional, mental torture. I, I laid there for the next 10 hours 
trying to get out of it, trying to battle, mm-hmm. how can I get out of this? I don't want to lie. I don't want to tell the truth. I don't want to lose my sponsor. I don't want to lose my sponsees. How can mm-hmm. I get out of this? 10 hours of just torture. No, not that, but just a torturous of, I felt I lost everything, everybody. Mm-hmm. I let these people down. I'm not going to be able to be in their lives anymore. That would be a nightmare on acid, man. It was a nightmare. Yeah. 10 hours of that, just laying in my yeah. bed, hallucinating on, on losing my losing this love, this mm-hmm. this unity, this thing I just felt for the first time ever, recovery friends, mm-hmm. the, the fellowship, that, that, that feeling, I felt I was losing it for about 10 hours. Mm-hmm. But that was just me. That was my addiction lying to me. Mm-hmm. Within 10, 15 hours of that, I, I go upstairs. My sponsor lived upstairs from me. Um, and I, I just let everything out. I admitted my wrongs. I, I cried. I, I just didn't know why at that time. I didn't know why. Mm-hmm. I, I made the choice after a year and a half to use. I, I didn't know why. And that's what we did. We, we did another set of steps and we focused on the whys. What was mm-hmm. going on in my life at that time? Who, who, the who, where, and whys kind of second set of steps gave me that understanding of, mm-hmm. of why I, I relapsed. And that was huge because I never want to relapse. I never mm-hmm. wanted to. I never want to again. And it was huge because now I found out, um, I found out the, the way to not relapse. Mm-hmm. That's just continuing seeking God in all my affairs. That sounds uh, a big order for a lot of people, but it really isn't. It's, mm-hmm. it's daily seeking. It's situationally. It's hourly. It's minutely. It's my whenever i feel restless irritable discontent sad confused angry i need to talk Mm. to him and give it up and seek those answers to Mm. why i'm feeling these ways yeah because it's no more difficult than chasing crack all day no we're chasing meth all day this is way easier yeah (laughs) yeah like we put it in perspective right like um having to find a place to pray every hour is nothing compared to the god the terror that we go through to try to get our, our drug of choice. Oh, oh yeah, walking right? around. I walked around with two suitcases, two suitcases and a duffel bag and a backpack for five months at the DI. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was hard. No doubt, man. Every day, everywhere I went. I wasn't yeah. leaving my stuff because it's mine, right? And yeah. uh, it was my, my, my mask, my clothes, my yeah. the, the material things I had, the homeless, were, were my mask. It kept me... I don't think it was a negative thing. It kept me, mm-hmm. it gave me some sense of, I wasn't totally, totally lost yet. Yeah, not yet. Yeah, not yet, no. That's just our favorite saying, right? Not well, yet. Yeah, <laughs> I, I wasn't. A lot of us are, right? A yeah. lot of us in addiction. I, I was just doing some, some just, in my life I do, not even outreach, I'll call it outreach, but I go see those people I used to use at around the DI and around mm. OP Park and, and a lot of us are lost. I just will never mentally get it. We just mm-hmm. lost so much of our mental, vocal, all our faculties, feelings, yeah. all the package, right? We, yeah. we lose it after years, after whatever ways we use, whatever's. Well, so, that's, that's something that I find interesting too, Shane, is that I'm glad you mentioned that because even after time goes by in recovery, people often wonder why they get like certain illnesses, right? But we forget I mean, and we do, because I've been around the rooms for a long time, and yeah. there's often times where I haven't heard it for years, where people talk about the, the um, <coughs> potentially catastrophic physical ailments that we'll see because of what we've done. Oh, yeah. Right? And they might not come for a couple of years, five years after That's I right. get clean. That's right. <laughs> yeah. And then we wonder, well, how is this happening now? Like, and when I'm they sober. do, yeah, I yeah. will not blame God. Yeah. Well, that's a that's, hard thing. That, that's where my mind, I want to yeah. blame God. I want to blame Blame somebody, mm-hmm. right? I don't want to take that responsibility. Totally. But today I do because yeah. I'm cleaning my side of the street and that's how I have to... It's the only way I can do it today is is, mm-hmm. is look at those things, face those things. Yeah, that, and you're right. That's the, that's the lie we tell ourselves about taking responsibility is that if we do it, we're done. But the, the, the truth is the opposite. If yeah. we take responsibility, the situation's done yeah. and we can move forward. So like, it's, it's such a weird mental game that we play right yes especially when we're just trying to get what we want yeah right which yeah. is the true nature of my wrongs anyway is well getting something i want or losing something i have yes that's, that's fear those are two big things for me and mm-hmm. I, I work on those things lots because they come up lots and with one of my pillars he brings that up lots mm-hmm. or states that lots to me in the last year so i really like that saying because it's so true huh? mm-hmm. when when 
or there's another one. When I am disturbed, do you know which one mm. I'm talking about? It's something to do with me. Yeah, there's something in me that's disturbed by that what the person doesn't want to doing. accept, let go, understand, yeah. forgive, whatever it may mm -hmm. be, right? So I, I, I work on that too because love and tolerance is the key today. And but, Well, and, and you know, that can be like a guiding force for everyone. If it, when in doubt, love and tolerance is our code. Yeah. And I repeat that all the time to the people I work with because yeah. when in doubt, love and tolerance is your code. So is that loving? Is it tolerant of yourself even, right? Yeah. Like it goes both ways in and out. Yeah. Um, and I think that's pretty important, right? Yes. I like it when people mention that because it gives me like shivers because I like it so well, it's much. It's so true. Yeah. yeah. I know the meaning. So mm -hmm. I'm not tolerating things. I'm understanding, I'm accepting them, I'm mm -hmm. bringing God into that thing where I need to tolerate or, or lo and love. I bring God into... Well, we're tolerating the people and not the actions. Yeah. Right? That's the difference. Yeah, yeah. We're not... Most of... Yeah. For so long, I didn't look beyond the action, the, the harm That's right. or the, the effect it had on me. Mm -hmm. these... or, or even the effects, what, what must happen to someone to have them start smoking marijuana at 10? What kind of life does a person have to have yeah. where te at 10 years old, that's, that's agreeable, right? Well, we, as time goes on, we have to pay attention to that. We have to realize that whatever happened in that 10-year span was vital yeah. for your development, right? Like, and I don't know if it made you want to do the marijuana, but at the same time, it facilitated whatever it facilitated, right? That, yeah. that background. 100%. You know? did. Yeah, that's where... It started for me, for sure. Mm. Yeah, and so when we come in, I mean, oftentimes when we come into sobriety, we think we're all in the same boat. And we all are. If we want the simple solution, we can be in the same boat. Yeah. But we don't come from the same place. Yeah, no. And pretending, like, do... pretending like we do is, is a mistake, right? Yeah, like for sure. Pretending, um, like, for example, like, and, and I'm not trying to just Please talk do. about your story, but, like, being a physically abused in the home as a child, it creates a very almost like we know what's going to happen nowadays, right? Nowadays oh, yeah. with science, with all the, the stuff that we've been able to achieve in terms of like biology and psychology and all that yeah, stuff. Studies. Yeah, the studies, right? Yeah. And the research, we, we know that what happens there is important. And it means it's going to be a little different working with you than it would be me working with Darcy, right? Oh, yeah. There's going to be some very different things that happen if we were to work together, right? Yeah. In a whatever... Um, capacity yeah. and so I don't know I think it's important because I hear sometimes people just say the, they paint this big brush across everybody and say well everybody can get it you just got to do it like I did well, yeah I, no it don't yeah, work like that yeah. it sure don't I'm learning that actually after a couple of years of being around and really loving this program um, I'm learning that yeah and the perceptions of others my mm -hmm. first couple of years, I needed to be in that box. I needed to be stringent and doing mm -hmm. the things that the book and my fellows and sponsor told me to do. Yep. Now, I'm not saying I got it, but now it just works in my life where mm -hmm. I, the box, I'm just, I don't know if I'm in, the, the, there's no box anymore. God's just there. Mm -hmm. or he just plays a, a role in my life where I don't have to allow other people's perception of me. Mm -hmm allow me to, to shift my life or, or, or mm. harms to come done to me. I, I'm, I don't want to get too, too, too deep into this situation, but uh, I kind of just fell out with a few pillars that I grew up respecting um, in my fellowship for, for the year, couple of years I've been around. And, and I wanted to resent them. I wanted to, 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 to hate them, to yell at them, to argue and to battle them about this thing they, they, they don't understand or, or Maybe they don't understand, but they're not accepting of me hmm. um, um, in, in my life. And that hurt my feelings because it was told to me that I, I was, I'm being alienated by my fellows. And that word really shook me. Hmm. Um, I don't know where I'm going with this. I'm not going anywhere with this. Yeah, I'm, not, I I'm curious, though. I learned perceptions of me. Yeah. You're curious about it. Okay, well... Not that you have to, and please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll give but, you just enough. Yeah. So no, no names stuff, are necessary. Um, say I'm doing something wrong. Mm. Um, it's a medication choice. Okay. Yeah, my my a couple of my pillars, 
um, and sponsors, not so much my sponsor, but my pillars for sure that I looked up to, they don't agree with the medication choice I, mm. I, I use for the last year or so of, of recovery of life. And that kind of separated us. Are and, they doctors? And I was told by one of them. Are they doctors? No, they're not. Oh, they're not doctors. <laughs> yeah, Wait, I, I assume no, they, they were, were doctors. Brothers, we've okay. we, we've worked through this one, or, or he's helped me mm-hmm. <laughs> deal with this. So, yeah. yeah, they don't understand that, and it was brought to me in, in, in a in a in a hard way for me to understand a word that said alienation. You're you're being alienated because of this choice, mm. and that that immediately wanted me to jump back and say f you, but I didn't. Uh, I worked on it with with other pillars and with with my sponsor. Mm-hmm. And just gave it up to God, because every time those feelings of hate, rage, anger, those things come up, I, I got to give them up today, because justifiable mm. anger is no place for this man right here. I'm with I, you. I can't sit in that. I can't have it. I can't afford it. No, I cannot. It, it'll yeah. bring me out and blow up relationships quick, fast. Yeah. So no I doubt. don't blow those relationships. We talk it out. Right on. I, I tell them, I give them my side after praying on it and dealing with and getting some answers from, from my higher power about how I should ha- handle this conversation. And what I learned out of that is other people's perceptions of me. Mm. I, I don't have to live up to, to other people thinking that I'm doing something wrong. Mm-hmm. I have to live up to what God wants for me. I have to live up to God. Does that inner feeling, does that inner, inner thing that I believe is God, does that tell me that I'm doing something wrong. Mm-hmm. That's what I listened to yep. in the last three months um, since this this thing happened, and, and it, it was scary. It wanted to me to, it wanted my that that part of my addiction or that anger and shit wanted to push me away from fellowship. Mm-hmm. Wanted me away from 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 the fellowship I love and that I, I've grown up in. I could see how I could see how that would push you away. Yeah. yeah. Very but it didn't. So. Good. It, it, it didn't. It wanted to. I didn't go to a meeting. I left my home group mm. that I was in for two years um, because of that reason. Immediately because of resenting and, and uh, negative fear feelings. It, mm. it was all out of fear why I left immediately. Um, but then I worked everything out. I, I dealt with God. I dealt with new pillars, new, uh, a new sponsor. And I was able to figure it out. Because I, I didn't react, I responded to the situation. Right on. I used the tools that, that, that were given to me. I, God just works. When, when, when he's in, in my life, he just mm-hmm. works. When, I don't, when I'm not selfish, ignorant, disrespectful, <laughs> just things work out where, where I don't have to hurt others or I, can, I don't have to live in the hurt. Mm-hmm. So uh, I just... Uh, I did the work in that situation, and, and I didn't leave my fellowship. Mm-hmm. That's the addiction. That's, that's the, the, the negativeness one. Like, it scared me when a day after feeling I'm leaving this fellowship, it was only a day where the next day I woke up, and I'm like, yeah, no. Yeah. Why am I feeling thinking something's fucking really wrong? Mm. If I'm feeling about leaving this thing that just rocketed my life from where I was to where I'm at now, mm. it has to be looked at. I Good did call. the looking, I did the work, and yeah. I didn't leave. I dealt with the situation as healthily as I can. Good call. Good. Yeah. yeah. Good call. And I mean, those are the decisions you're going to have to make to stick around. Yeah. Right? That's oh, the that's what we have to do. That's the work. Yeah. We have. To, that's right. That's the we work. Don't get, we don't get her done by yeah. sitting around and doing nothing. We get her done by yeah. hurting, feeling, being humbled by that pain. Instead of taking it out on other people. Yes, we just have to fucking own it and work through it, right? And just hopefully, I'm just grateful and blessed mm-hmm. that God has given me those eyes to see those things. Mm-hmm. So a lot of us, a lot of us are, I could be recovered. I could be, be, <laughs> uh, I could be recovered in, in this game for years. But if I'm not, I don't know where I'm going with that. If I'm not practicing, applying, mm-hmm. being self, uh, or the self-awareness part, I'm just humble and grateful for mm-hmm. being self-aware about those those things in in me today mm-hmm. well and that's what recovery is right yeah. it's it's changing our mindset changing our allowing our perception to change yeah recognizing that a lot of the perceptions we held prior were wrong if not unhealthy they were oh, yeah. downright wrong yeah. um, um but toxic and that kind of stuff and of course that's going to be hard to fight that in recovery well, it's an entire psychic change that's yeah. going to take me till I die. Yeah, absolutely, man. <laughs> For real, I'm going to keep seeking until my last breath. Mm-hmm. 
um, that entire psychic change, that God, that that emotional recovery, that that feeling of of, of that man when he, when he gets through his steps, my sponsee, mm. that that feeling when he gets a step in, and that relationship changes, gets better or ends. That's an amazing feeling that mm. I'll, I'll forever chase. Yeah, those are the things that that keep me seeking. Mm-hmm. A couple of them, anyways. Excellent. Yeah. And so what? So you came in and you said the last six months have been incredible. Yeah. So. Tell us about the last six months and what life is like today. I mean, obviously, you kind of just did. Yeah. Because that, and by the way, thank you for that example, because that's exactly what people need to hear, is that these are the things that come up, right? Because well, it's fucking hard. It is hard. Recovery ain't easy. I came from mm-hmm. 25 years of lying, stealing, cheating, hurting, cutting myself, beating up people, robbing, stealing, everything negative. So where mm-hmm. was I going with this? Oh my gosh. Well, that's why it's hard. That's You're describing why, why it's hard. hard. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's an everyday yeah. battle. Uh, well, and another thing that's hard about it is that we, we go to places where everybody has opinions, right? And that's great. Cause I think the more opinions, the better, Yeah. because then we're not going to lose. We're not going to miss anything. If yeah. we get more, we're more information. He- I, I'm going to hear that one thing I need Precisely. to hear. Precisely. Yeah. I, I hear hundreds of things in meetings that, that yeah. I need to hear. And it's, it's an amazing experience, but the last six months and where I'm at now is life is tough still. I'm two years in recovery, practicing, mm-hmm. applying, loving, seeking God daily, and it's still hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, life is easy. Life, uh, th- this stuff just, God just works in my life today, but I still have to practice and apply. I still have to do those bare minimum prayers and, and things that I've adapted mm-hmm. into my day-to-day these last couple of years. Um, or I'm lost, or I'm mm-hmm. acting out. I am hurting your feelings. I'm using you. I'm 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 going back to that to those old defects that mm-hmm. that I'm fighting every day. If I don't fight those defects today, I'm living in them. And when mm-hmm. I live in my defects for days, a week, just not good things happen. Mm-hmm. So my life today is is awesome. If I if I continue to seek, yeah. When I don't seek, I am I am restless, irritable, discontent, hurting others' feelings. And doing those things. But today, I don't live there so much. They're there always. My defects always come up. I do lie sometimes. I do hurt people's feelings. Mm-hmm. I do act selfish. But today, I don't live there anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm only a visitor in those feelings and those actions in those situations. Because of the 12 steps, because of God, I'm able to, to not live there. I'm, I'm there for 30 seconds. 30 seconds of a day, mm-hmm. a two minutes of a day or whatever, mm-hmm. when before it was 24 hours of a day. Yeah. So to, 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 to be there only 30 seconds a day in, in, in that, that kind of, and it's not a, like the numbers I'm, I'm in cell five hours of a day mm-hmm. <laughs> to be, to, 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 to be more realistic. But today is just amazing. I, I can deal with whatever comes at me. I have a full-time job today which I never really had all my life. I was in jail those, those 13 years. I never learned how to work, to pay bills, to, 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 to have those responsibilities as, 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 as adults should. Recovery has given me that the last six months. Mm-hmm. I got my own one-bedroom place. I got a full-time job. And all this shit, it was due to recovery. I got the job from a, a brother in recovery. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I got the place from a brother who, who rents out properties in, in Calgary. Mm-hmm. It just it's, God just works. If I seek him, he gives me so many things emotionally, mentally. He takes all these bondages from me. I don't live in pain anymore. That's where my life is today. Somebody asked me, another brother, um, David, ask me, another brother named David, <laughs> ask Good me, name. who are you, Shane? <laughs> and, and that was a hard, it wasn't a hard question for me to answer. I just couldn't answer mm. it. I really couldn't. Who am I today? I'm a man who doesn't know much mm-hmm. and who's just going to continue seeking his higher power. Mm. That's what worked for me in the, in the two years I've been around and, and when I stopped seeking him, I was lost. I mm. was in bondage. I was scared. I was lonely. I was fearful. I was, I was mentally scared. When, when I don't chill with God, when I don't seek him, when I don't pray to him, when I don't hang with his children, I'm scared because mm. I, I know where, where that takes me. But 
Um, I don't live there much no more. My last six months was just learning how to, to pay bills and to, 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 be, a, to be an adult, to, to be a, a responsible man. Mm-hmm. My last six months were loss of, some, of a relationship, a, a, a romantic relationship. I was able to get out of that relationship because of these steps, because mm-hmm. of my pillars, because of my friends, because of, of, of God, truly. Um, I, I seeked him and listened to him when I didn't want to. I, I, I didn't listen to him for three months of my relationship. I, I gave all my attention to her, but I got back to what I know works, mm-hmm. gave it all back to God, gave it back to my sponsor and pillars, and, and I was able to make a hard decision, hard I am lonely. I am fearful. I have sex problems. I have, I've never had sex really sober. So to, to, to give that to God and to leave a relationship now mm-hmm. in, in the moment in that first few weeks was chaos and confusion. And I didn't know, but today it was a blessing. Mm-hmm. I, I stopped hurting. God allowed me to stop hurting myself and her and, and staying in a toxic relationship, mm-hmm. trying to make things work trying to give solution where I have no right to give solution in relationships in the way I was, I, I'm a, I, I came into this, or I, my journey in this program, the first year and a half, two years, I was a big book dumper. Mm. It worked for me. I wanted everybody to have it, but it doesn't work like that. But God took to gave me those, those, those things to, to leave a toxic relationship. Mm-hmm. That was huge in the last six months. It's a big deal. Oh, big. When, when on my on my fears list is I'm scared mm-hmm. to not be in a relationship, mm-hmm. but I'm also scared to be in one because I don't know how to act, treat, <laughs> deal, have sex sober. Mm-hmm. I'm learning all these things now. But those are fair I, fears. It, it's all fear. Yeah, <laughs> but those are fair. Totally fair. Yeah. After after the the journey I've I've been on. Um, but the last six months have just been amazing. Right on. Um, I continued, uh, I picked up the big book again, mm-hmm. started studying its text. I rested on my laurels for some time, um, but I'm, I'm not anymore. I'm getting back into service unity recovery. Um, I'm still sponsoring men. That's an amazing um, um, thing to do that uh, I can't lose that to, to give away. That thing alone, sponsoring people, was took away me relapsing a couple mm-hmm. months ago when I was in B.C., I wanted to get drunk one night. It was live downtown van in a, in a big condo or loft kind of thing. And I wanted to, my mind wanted to, but I didn't because my sponsors, sponsees, I didn't want to lose my sponsees. Mm-hmm. That's the strength today's sponsees have in my life. They will make me, I will think about getting higher drunk and God will put in my mind my, one of my sponsees I'm working with mm-hmm. and that thought is, is gone. Mm-hmm. So life today is, is just... It's just amazing. I, I'm living finally. Right on. I'm paying bills. I, I'm treating good. I have wicked relationships. And I'm learning every day. Learning and seeking. Kind of that's where I'm at today. Right on, man. Yeah. Thank you. You're on the path. Yes, I yeah. am. I am. I am. Definitely. <laughs> the first time I kind of said that I am on the path, mm-hmm. or I'm, I'm really believing it, right? Well, you've been on the path for a couple years. Yeah. And, and it takes what it takes to get, right? Oh, yeah. And there's no... There's no shortcut in our shit. Oh no. We each have, <laughs> we each have to go through whatever's in front of us, oh, right? Yes, and we do. Good for you for going through it, man. Yeah, man. And I know that um like some some people we have I have lots of conversations with people who don't go to meetings, right? So why sometimes why I harp I harp on certain topics in meetings is so that people can understand that you can still stay. You don't have to like everybody at a meeting to go to it. Yeah. Right? And yeah. it's not necessary to agree with everybody at a meeting. Yeah, so I just yeah. like to keep pointing that out. So I appreciate your example because that it points out some of the difficulties that the 12 step groups have. And that's one of the difficulties yeah. that people think they should be able to tell other people what to do this way. Yeah. Right. And, yeah. and that's fair for them. If it works for them, God bless them. Right. Yeah. Um, I'm not taking away from what they do, but if you're on the other side of that and you hear that kind of stuff, you might leave. Right. And so for our, for our money, just stay. Like yeah. no matter what you hear, <laughs> no matter what people tell you, you should be doing or shouldn't be doing, like just stay and don't pick up today. Yeah. No, right? those two things I can promise you. Yeah. I won't do today. There you go. Me neither, man. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I really Thank appreciate you. you coming in, man. Yes, sir. I'm, I'm grateful and blessed to be here. Right on. Anything else you want to say? Experience. No, just 
If you're struggling, I feel you. Um, I've been there. I struggle every day. If you're a newcomer, keep coming. This is where, no, no. If you're a newcomer, please stay. This is where I learned to deal with everyday life issues. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, it's brought me from darkness to light. If you're coming back, stay. Mm-hmm. This is this is where we get her done. You know, if you've been here, this shit works. Yeah. It's just hard to stay around. Mm-hmm. I hope you stay. I'm gonna stay today and try tomorrow. Yeah, right on. Yeah, Thank you, Shane. Thanks for having me. Yeah, and if you're back, if you're coming back, welcome back. 